I'm Zainab. And I'm Mia. And welcome to another episode of Sprinkles and Spice. In the car, on the road, part two. <laughs> so as with the previous episode, if you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we highly recommend you watch us on YouTube because one, it's entertaining, and two, the sound quality is not as good as the studio episodes. And even with the video quality, it's not our best. <laughs> it's a very uh, home video, but next week, we're going to be in the studio again. Back in our studio era. Back in our studio era. We're no longer gonna be in our homeless era. On the road. Not only do we have a new setup next week in the studio, we also have a special surprise and we cannot wait for you guys to see it. So stay tuned for next week's episode. Woo! Well, let's get into this week's episode. Mm -hmm. All right, so this week we want to talk about something that is, I feel like, always a conversation between you and I, which is the female gaze and the male gaze, but also delve into it deeper and talk about, I feel like, the Gen Z version of it, which is girl pretty and guy pretty. Which is apparently trending it is. on TikTok. It's the hottest thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Mia cannot stop talking about it. Yeah, the TikTok correspondent. <laughs> We're not going to get into this now, Okay. but we'll talk about it. So, we'll okay. talk about it in a bit, but let's start off with the male gaze, female gaze. Yeah. I really think I came at a time where the female gaze was really starting to permeate pop culture, but we weren't saying it's female gaze yet. Mm -hmm. Do you think heroin chic was a male gaze thing or a female gaze? I think it's, I think it was a male gaze um, adjacent thing where it's like women think that's what men want. And I pretty sure that's what was trendy so yeah men wanted that like the beauty icons went from like the 80s to having like the, the supermodels like naomi cindy christy yeah but so the supermodels I, I being tiny and there was like a whole like i mean i didn't grow up with it but was that I, whole culture? I feel like supermodels cater to the female gaze i also think they cater to the male but gaze. i think like when it comes to the male gaze like if you talk to guys who are my generation, Monica Bellucci to them was the hottest yes. woman on earth. And she was a curvy girl. It, and she had a very like sultry, like sexy look. vibe to her, look to her. But with supermodels, like I feel like men want to date supermodels for the status. But when it comes to actually what they're attracted to, I don't know. This is just coming to me right Wait, now. This is, this is really good. I'm onto something. I'm onto something. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. In the 2000s, there was a really big emphasis on the Slavic models. So, like, they're the more Russian, Eastern European aesthetic of, like, being very frail, very blonde, very yeah. blue eyes. And, and, and that's funny because as much as we say it's a female gaze thing, that was the trend. I mean, the stars of the time, so Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton, who are like the messiahs of the 2000s <laughs> culture, I feel like. Yeah. And even Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, they were all so skinny and they were like the beauty icons, the dream girls, the it yeah. girls. It is changing. Like we shift from the trend being skinny to curvy to BBLs, to, you know. But one thing I think, for me at least, I think was a win was in the 2000s, we started seeing like mid-size and, and curvy models or mm. plus-size models. I hate that term. I saw a post the other day by Tabrea. She's an Instagram uh, influencer. Like she's a, a, a curvier girl. And uh, she did a post in response to um, 
Emrata's Okay, post. for people who haven't seen it, Emily Ratajkowski, Emrata, posted a picture of herself in a photo shoot where she is standing, I think, in, are both her feet in one leg of the yeah. jeans? She had like these big jeans. Yeah. And she was standing in them. It was giving Jared from Subway <laughs> slash Weight Watchers. Like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, it does actually look like the picture. Like, that's the thing that was so confusing when I saw it. I'm like, you've never been a big girl. Yeah. Like, that was, th those are not your jeans. Yeah. What store did you have to go to to get those jeans? What was the, th I don't understand. What was the point of that? You've never shopped at that store, I know. <laughs> Like, what was, the, and then you were talking about body positivity in your book. Like, what? Did, did nobody think it through? Did nobody think, like, that this is so tone deaf? Who, this who is so outdated. This? Like, you're doing this in 2023? Like, what? That, yeah, yeah. It says she can fit, like, three people, three Emily Ratajkowski's could fit into that. Literally three Emily <laughs> <laughs> She's now a unit of measure. How many Emily Ratajkowski's do you want? How many Emiratas are you? <laughs> Crazy. I mean, I just think it's ironic because she does speak a lot. I mean, her book is called My Body. I don't know. For someone who has a whole book dedicated to that, like, and talking about how, like, you were overly sexualized as a child. and talk, You know, for a book that preaches so much self-awareness and knowledge. And she said, like, she felt like she had to be beautiful for men, all these things. You, of all people, should not be doing that. You are too... I hate the word woke, but there you go. Woke to be doing that. It's just, it wasn't cute. It was honestly Nobody so uses strange. the word woke anymore, Mia. Yeah, but it's, I mean. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know, what am I supposed to say? It's just cultured. It's beyond cultured. It's being aware. Yeah. Like, you so should have known better. Like, it, and the fact that she kept it on despite the comments backlash. and the backlash and what people were saying and it was so hurtful it was so hurtful you know what i mean and then um tess holiday posted tess a Holl comment saying uh yeah i think he was looking for those jeans yeah tess holiday's for the girls um but anyways Tabria uh <laughs> did a post mm -hmm. where she had like uh, she wrapped like um like fabric like different um pieces of like denim around her body and she's like this is how i'm gonna walk around it <laughs> from now on and then she said in the comments where she was like you know we're in an age where bigger models are being um switched out for mid-size models like even the the bigger models are becoming smaller yeah so for the plus size quote unquote they're using more mid-size models and she was like, and for you to be doing this at this time is just so hurtful and unnecessary. And I agree with her, like, especially as someone like who struggled with her weight to see a skinny bitch do that. Like, girl, just rub more salt in the wound. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you, what were you thinking? I think I really tried to understand, okay, well, what is the, what's the idea behind this? Other than Jared from Make Subway. it make sense. <laughs> make it make sense. Okay, Emily, you know, back to like the female gaze and the male gaze, especially in pop culture. I do think there are movies that started that conversations, that conversation in, in, in a, in a way where it's almost parodied. You know, we, we started parodying the male gaze because we realized yeah. the male gaze is unrealistic. Like just some loser who thinks he's entitled to, to ask for the perfect girl like um, when he's not perfect himself. Yeah. Like that movie with Jack Black and, um. And Gwyneth um, Paltrow. What is it? What is it? Shallow Hal. Yes. It's like that kind of guy wants like a super one. Okay. There's nothing wrong with looking the way you look. Everyone's beautiful. 
God created all of us, all that good stuff. But who are you to ask for a woman that probably like kills herself at the gym and kills herself eating perfect meals and just kills herself to maintain this image? Like, who are you if you're not putting in that effort? Is it really fair for you to ask a woman who who is? Also, yeah. she doesn't want you. <laughs> she, she doesn't. I'm I'm happy that I got movies like Mean Girl, Mean Girls, because these movies did actually even though they didn't hit at the time they started a revolution so today we're still quoting mean girls today we're still quoting jennifer's body and anyway, i think diablo cody who i think is the director of uh, of jennifer's body she cast two polar opposite beautiful women megan fox and amanda seyfried mm. that's appealing to the female gaze and the male gaze and it's a parody it's showing some crazy psycho man-hating hot girl and men are still flocking to her. She's literally a demon and men are still flocking to her. If that's not a parody of men will just choose hot over anything, I don't know yeah. what is. And there is also that idea of, you know, the guy walking in with a trophy girlfriend or whatever who's like dumb and shallow, but she's just so gorgeous, so everyone adores her. These are all very like, not archaic, but they're very like old school 2000s movie tropes. Yeah. You know? And then the ugly, nerdy girl is looking yeah. and like wishing she was there. Yeah, was, she's all that. We were talking about yeah. she's all that earlier where like it's so funny in the early 2000s. No, actually that was in the late 90s. Wasn't was it, it in the late 90s? I don't know. I, I, she's I, all that. I saw it was years. really old. Um, but basically it's like this nerdy girl who, you know, just took off her glasses and brushed her hair and wore less clothes <laughs> and all of a sudden she's hot. Yeah. And she's appealing to the male gaze yeah. now. I don't but, understand. Like, do they really think we were that done? That's not even a real makeover scene. I'm a good stickler for a makeover scene. Yeah. I'm I'm a girl's girl who loves a makeover scene. As cliche as it sounds, that was not a makeover scene. There's you not. literally brushed her hair, took off her glasses, and made her wear a dress. Yeah. What was that? And the girl is gorgeous. And she, I remember at the beginning of the movie when they're like, oh, you want Lainey Boggs? And I like saw Lainey Boggs and I was like, wow, she's like the prettiest human being on earth okay well let's go back to the term the male gaze and the origins of it so the concept of the male gaze was introduced in 1975 by film theorist laura mulvey in her influential essay visual pleasure and narrative cinema and basically she argued that classical hollywood cinema positioned the viewer as male and the narrative was always male driven and so it objectified women. And that's why a lot of these movies that are for girls just don't, are not relatable. Because, yeah, because they're, it's a woman who, whose life revolves around men. Yeah, pretty much. Basically, the difference between the male gaze and the female gaze is that the, um, the male gaze objectifies women, whereas the female gaze puts the woman as the subject so it adds more diversity and it's more inclusive because we're basically um talking about like the different standpoints of women and the different things that like women women inside uh, yeah their place yeah yeah no i think well i think a, a great example of that really is mean girls because i think yeah. tina fey i think tina fey once mentioned she didn't realize that it would blow up like that but regardless of whether she did or didn't in a time where movies were still very much like the guy gets the girl at the end the whole storyline is very much to me female gaze oriented because 
okay, yeah, she wants a guy, but that's not the whole storyline. She wants to be skinny and she wants to be popular and she wants to be accepted and she wants to feel like she belongs and she's an outsider and she's learning how to navigate things. And I think that's a very realistic view of what being in high school felt like, you know? I mean, my life, I'm sorry, did not revolve around liking a guy at all. My life really revolved around feeling accepted and not being the odd girl out and wanting to be invited to things. It's a very real thing. And I think removing girl ends up with guy and really focusing on the journey of the girl is so much more important because even in like the older movies the guy gets the girl at the end he does a lot of things the girl's a trophy she's an add-on but she she doesn't make anything that's that she doesn't mark the guy yeah she literally doesn't mark the guy in in those movies yeah like and i'm thinking about 80s movies i mean we also do have examples of like female gaze movies dating back to uh i think was it the 70s or 80s yeah like thelma and louise yeah. thelma and louise came out in the 80s? 80s was it the 80s don't quote us where it was focused more on the friendship mm-hmm. uh rather than like you know um trying to get the guy or a romantic story and these are movies that women adore yeah. to this day like cult classic yeah yeah but it's the same as um i don't know if you remember but there was this movie called she's the man yeah oh my god i love that movie it's so much so good but you're i don't even i don't know if they realized what they were doing but yeah. At some point, Amanda Bynes is explaining to Channing Tatum, I do not remember their actual names in the movie, how to get the girl. And it's actually by like listening to her and and, and she's explaining how women think. And yeah. it, that is such an mo- important moment because that movie is targeted towards kids. But I think as an adult rewatching it, you realize that Amanda Bynes is saying, you know, she's con- you like her because she's hot. Like she's a complex human being and if you listen to her and you and you understand her and you view her as a human not as a hot girl she'll be into yeah yeah and then he ends up falling for her yeah for amanda Bynes. yeah his character as a man yeah it was so good so good oh my god so i ahead quote of that movie all the time. it's one of my favorites it's <laughs> Wait, so embarrassing because people are serious it's when she's i think she's screaming Where she's like he will see you for who you truly are which is ugly <laughs> Ugly! Oh my god. Ugly! When she says that, I died. I fucking love that. And then there's a scene where they're playing football. She yeah. She some dumb shit also, but I don't remember. Alright, anyways. I don't know. That whole movie was so dumb in the best way possible. I loved it. But yeah, that I think definitely was more catered toward the female, the female gaze. But I don't... It, it's very oversimplified. But I yeah. think the core is there, you know? Yeah. Listen. Humanize them. Women are not just trophies or objects to yeah. be desired. Um, another movie I think is John Tucker Must Die. Yeah. Because for the first you time... You love that movie, don't you? I, I just think that, mo- well, that movie has a lot the second time of, you reference it. Because it's so quotable. Yeah. It's really part of the movies that I don't even... I don't even think I saw these movies when they came out. Because I think I just... Probably I didn't have access to that. Like, my mom was like, not going to let me watch these things. Yeah. But I watched them as a teenager after they had come out. And I realized, oh my god, these are cool current movies. Because... Yeah, John Tucker is someone that fat shames girls. He is a womanizer. He is the jock, I think. And I do know that back in the 90s and early 2000s, these guys are glorified. They're cool. They're popular. They're yeah. like, yeah, he's the man because he gets all these girls. But that movie flips the script on the guy and basically says, no, the girls are going to band together and teach this man how to have feelings and also not end up with him because that's not the point. 
We just want to teach him that what he's doing is wrong. Yeah. All right, let's talk about a show that you and I are obsessed with. And I think this is the perfect example of a show that's for the girls and the female gaze, F-Boy Island. The name, if you haven't seen it, the name I know is not really impressive. Like, oh, what is F-Boy Island? But it flips the script yeah so it almost is a parody everything with i feel like the female gaze is a bit of a parody as well yeah. but this really almost is a parody of all the traditional dating shows so too hot to handle love island all of that like it flips it and it's three gorgeous women yeah and what 20 men like competing for yeah, their attention they, the men compete for the girls attention yeah to end up with them to end up with them the hostess uh what's her name nikki uh, glazer nikki glazer Icon, nikki glazer queen. the like comedic genius I she's for the girls God. the way that they portray these boys is just so funny because it's it really does show you from a female perspective how we look at them because it instead of the glorifying power. the men it glorifies the women as intelligent yeah. and it clowns the men because it, we, it's not just a shot of them being hot. No, it's, it's delving into how they're trying to get yeah. girls. Basically, the whole premise of the show is that they have to kind of like filter through the guys to figure out who's the nice guy and who's the F boy. And these like men come in and they are like self-proclaimed nice guy or F boy. And if the girls end up with a nice guy... They uh, get to keep the money. Yeah, and if and if and, and if, if the girl chooses an F boy, the F boy chooses whether to divide the money yeah. or keep it. So the F boy has full control yeah. of who gets the money, whether they whether he keeps it to himself or they divide it. Guys, just watch it. If anything, it's just seeing the key glazer say F boy, F boy. It's the best line. Nice guy. Nice, nice try. try. <laughs> so quotable. So no, but it's so also good. really interesting because I genuinely think they're all fuckboys and just half of them are liars and saying they're nice guys. Yeah. And the other half are just aware that they're fuckboys. Yeah. But it also shows you, like, as girls, <laughs> as much as we complain about F-boys, like, the, the one thing that I noticed was that the girls, their initial attraction was always towards the F-boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's really interesting. It's so interesting. But yeah, like that's one dating show that I think really caters to the female gaze. And I think it's going to be one of many to come. I hope so. Gen Z's answer to male gaze and female gaze is the new coin term, girl pretty and guy pretty. Guy pretty is the girl that men will think is pretty and beautiful and hot and like they'll go crazy for. Girl pretty is who girls think the girl is going to be beautiful, yeah. hot, whatever have you. Yeah. Like they, it, it's whoever finds the person attractive. Yeah. And guy pretty is usually like a girl who girls don't necessarily think she's pretty. They think she's or pretty, like she's, but they're not yeah. really impressed by it. Yeah. They think she's, they want her because they, they find her sexy basically, yeah. you know? Because the, the guy pretty is stereotypically sexy, whereas the girl pretty is stereotypically more beautiful yeah. or interesting. Looking. But you can also be both. both. Yeah, 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 for sure. You can be girl pretty and guy yeah. pretty. And this is this is really funny because maybe the female gaze and the male gaze, you take a moment to, to think about what's female gaze oriented and what's male gaze oriented. But when it comes to, like, for, hold up. When it comes to girl pretty and guy pretty, everyone listening and watching you know exactly who that is. You think of a celebrity in your head and you're like, oh yeah, this person is girl pretty and this person's guy pretty. And it's, it's kind of funny because, I mean, I, I said that earlier, Jennifer's body, 
I would argue Megan Fox is the stereotypical guy pretty girl. Yeah. Every guy that you're like, oh, who's the hottest actress? I think most of them say like Megan Fox. Yeah. If not Angelina Jolie, but I think any guy who's yeah. a teenager or like around twenty. Uh, any guy that's when uh, uh, the Transformers came out, yeah. I feel like she is girl pretty and guy pretty. No, she's because gorgeous. Girls she's a ten. Think she's hot, and guys think she's hot. But she's more for the guys than she is for the girls. Yeah, but she's undeniably hot. Like even Un- girls, yeah, for sure. But yeah. she's more for the guys. Julia Fox, when she first started her career, or at least when we first saw her in Uncut Jams. <laughs> Can't believe you did that. <laughs> I did it myself. I actually did it myself. <laughs> okay, look. Julia, first of all, disclaimer: you. Julia Fox, we're not happy with you. But we love you. But we're signing. So no, 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 no. I'm not gonna say we love her. We're so mad at you for signing that letter. She's in the naughty corner. She's in the you naughty corner. You are definitely in the naughty corner. Where I don't know if we're gonna give you benefit of doubt, but we are gonna talk about you, even though you've done some things that we don't agree with. So okay. Julia Fox, when she first started Uncut Gems, was for the guys. She had the body men want, you know, which is very, like, small waist, big boobs, big bum. Like, she was the textbook definition of a hot girl by male standards. And even her style of makeup wasn't very makeup-y, you know. It's that no-makeup, makeup kind of beauty. Now, she dresses weird. She's lost so much weight. I think her style has evolved so much. She went from... After Kanye, I think she went from being whatever Kanye's gaze was. Because, you know, he does that. He, he dates someone yeah. and he turns them into his ideal version of that person. To having so much of her own personal style come through. Yeah. Even her hair, her makeup. I mean, her makeup. And she talked about that uh, recently where she said, like, guys hate the way she dresses now. And they, they think she's not as sexy as she was in Uncut Jams. And she was saying, but the girls adore it. adore what she wears now. I think she kind of like was tired of catering to the male, male gaze. gaze. But also she got famous, right? So she, the Safdie brothers knew her and they probably thought she was hot and gorgeous and have, what have you. She gained her fame. You know, I think the media is still very largely controlled by men. So once she got that attention, I think she was able to do whatever she wanted because that's it. She got that attention. Back to the topic at hand, like girl pretty guy pretty something that i i think it's it's been a, a running joke between girls, the girls yeah where we're like we dress for the girls yeah like a girl spends hours on her makeup not for men you think because we man? know men and men like have you seen this uh tiktok of this girl showing her guy friends she he was like oh i i don't want a girl who wears makeup and then she was yes. showing her, <laughs> she was showing up pictures of girls all had a beat yeah. It was like a no makeup makeup issue. Yeah. She was like, do you think she has makeup on? He's like, no. Do you think she has makeup on? No. All of them had makeup on. They don't know. So as girls, we're spending hours on our makeup for other girls. Mm. We are like, you know. You think I did this cut crease for a man? When a girl gives you a compliment, you know she means it. You know she, because they give you very specific comments. Not, oh, you look pretty, you look great, you're beautiful. Yeah. No, it's like, oh my God, I love your mascara. What are you using? Yeah. If someone asks you where you got something or what makeup you're using like what's your lip combo that is the highest yeah form of oh my praise. god my favorite is when girls are like drop the lip combo <laughs> i love it it's, it's so meaningful because you notice what is your lip combo today yeah Ooh, i did uh the charlotte tilbury um i think love trap lip liner and then i think i did uh what lipstick did i do 
some type of Korean lip tint and then la, la neige on top. The la neige balm is a hero. The sleep mask? The, the sleep mask but in tube form. Oh. Yeah. It's so moisturizing. It's so pretty. It, it's just, and it stays, yeah. and it's not sticky. Our, our our lip combos are usually very different. You yeah. do a more natural lip. Mm-hmm. I do a very, like, chola. lip lip. <laughs> you do a chola lip. Yeah, I have um, She's Bold by Patrick Ta. Oh, oh my And then God. I did uh, gloss. I did um, NARS Turkish Delight. The, honestly, mother, mother of all glosses. I know. I... Uh, cannot get enough of that gloss and i'm so glad i repurchased it recently <laughs> um but anyways back to the topic you showed me a tiktok earlier where this guy was talking about the so, yeah, psychology so of girl pretty and boy pretty right this tiktoker called mackin i think um he's studying for a phd or something he's some sort of scientist anyways he breaks down boy pretty and girl pretty in a way that basically validates that there's a scientific explanation behind it and the three main points are Uh, competitor derogation so girls won't admit when a hot girl is hot kind of similar to when guys don't want to admit that a pretty boy is like a pretty boy you know there's sort of this hatred of like oh he's not that good looking or whatever and that's we like you see that all the time when guys are are like thirsting over a girl and girls like "Mm, she's not that pretty yeah she's not even that cute i think it's a it's a form of jealousy but i wonder if it doesn't go more primitive and it's almost like you know how humans are and animals they want to mate ultimately and all of that i wonder if that's not mentally something that is primitive in them you know mm-hmm. where they want to not admit that someone's attractive because all the males are flocking to that one person and then there's com- uh, cross sex mind reading so a girl and a guy doesn't know what it's like to be in the opposite sex's mind. Yeah. So it's true. I actually don't know what it's like to be a straight male that's attracted to girls. So whatever they're focusing on is probably not what I'm focusing on. Yeah. And that that definitely goes hand in hand with the point of it being something primitive. So you know how males are programmed, you know, not now, but back in the day, they're supposed to be programmed to have as many partners as possible so they can keep, you know, like mating and all of that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's not a thing where... men focus on something that without realizing they view as like a good mating partner right so if a woman has wide hips or larger breasts or what have you maybe they they're more inclined to focus on that whereas a girl would be like her face isn't that nice i mean isn't it like psychologically proven that men are attracted to wider hips because they it's an indication that she can they're like baby uh, carrying hips or or something like that yeah and so, and similarly, when girls are looking at a guy, maybe they're looking at his broad shoulders and thinking, he can protect me. And yeah. the men are looking, I don't know, that, at the fact that he has not gone and done leg day in a while, so his ankles aren't looking great. I, I don't know. Or calves aren't looking great. <laughs> like the inverted triangle. Yeah. They're just doing, they're just working their Pumping upper up. body and they're missing leg day. Please, guys, don't miss leg day. Please, we can see Please. your skinny calves. Please. 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 And then, and this is really very clear especially with what we talked about today women put a significant amount of priority on thinness that is so true you bring in 10 different girls girls will always find the skinny one more attractive than the mid-sized one yeah and and i I told you this like girls will never admit a mid-size or a curvier girl is hot or hotter than someone that's skinny 
Yeah. Whereas men don't seem to care about that. Mm. Yeah. Who else do you think is... Uh, for the girls? For the girls. Lady Gaga's for the girls. Oh, yeah. For Lady sure. Lady Gaga 100%. has never been for any point other than the girls. <laughs> God, the funniest thing ever is when um, she... Uh, like, people were arguing that she was a man. Like, men were so mad that this pop star is not catering to them. So they were like, oh, she's a man. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, but I think she paved the way for a lot of... I mean, also, she was very much inspired by Madonna. Uh, but yes. she paved the way for for other, like, generations of pop stars to just not give a fuck. Do you think Madonna, when she started out... Now she's for the girls, but do you think when she started out, she was for the girls or for the guys? She's definitely for the guys. Right? Like a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Because there's a lot of Marilyn Monroe iconography yeah with her yeah and it's the same with Marilyn Monroe she was for the guys but Audrey Hepburn yeah for the girls for the girls who else is for the girls Doja Cat Doja Cat (laughs) Doja Cat hates me no 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 no. I don't think she's for the girls or for the guys Doja Cat is for herself is for herself Doja Cat is just her pronouns are Doja Cat (laughs) no but like a lot of guys find her hot as well. She doesn't care. Did you, did you, see, her, did you see her video? I said what I said. Yeah, but before that, you had um, uh, Juicy. What was it? Oh yeah, Juicy. Uh, yeah. Juicy, Juicy. Uh, no, that was for the guys. Like what Doja does, and I think it's this is very much for the guys. Hey. She does this thing where she's like, "Look, I'm a hot girl, but I'm also silly," mm-hmm. and sticks fries up her yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's what Doja does. Yeah. But Doja's a lot smarter. Yeah. Than I think she wants us to. But then she is. gradually shifted towards more of like I think once she got her fame and she cemented herself in the industry and like even though she lost a lot of uh, followers on Instagram yeah. because she said, you know, yeah. she doesn't care about her fans. I think people still fuck with her because she has literally zero fucks to give. And now she just does whatever she wants to do, which is like unhinged, crazy behavior. Taylor Swift for the girls, of course. There's no one more for the girls than Taylor Swift. For the white girls, yeah. Can we just I'm not I'm not a Swifty at all. Like I just also reposted something on TikTok where someone was talking about like how she is like Times uh, Person of the Year. It's a, it's, and they're like I, so tone deaf because she's more for like white people so she basically is like not too feminist she's like just feminist enough she's not too provocative and she only like talks about men when they hurt her so her feminism is self-serving mm. and so she pushes this like white women privilege agenda there's like um like girl next door she's not too threatening and that's why like they're trying to like uphold her her. and i just don't think that she deserves to be time magazine's person of the year but then again like who fucking cares because we're arab we're so focused on arab issues and to us the people that deserve to be in time magazine are martha's aziza and like yeah by plestia with sam like all of these people that are reporting what's happening because that's the center of our world last year on the cover it was Zelensky because he caters to the american agenda yeah but then this year you're really putting taylor swift like so tone deaf you know what i mean incredibly tone deaf but what am i expecting from american media 
There's this Kuwaiti comedian who lives in the U.S. His name's Sad, um, Sad something. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Sad something. Shout Sad out to you. something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, like, I don't think there are a lot of Kuwaiti comedians that are working in L.A. Uh, I forgot what his name is, but basically he talked about it. He was like, Time Magazine has, like, probably, like, what, 30-something million, uh, readers or 20 something million readers and he was like he's like who even knows what time magazine is he's like has anybody ever read it he's like i don't even know is it political is it about celebrities he's like nobody knows he's like meanwhile martez has over 20 million followers on instagram so he's like why do we care so much about this stupid magazine he's like martez is like reaching his audience even though i know followers for him doesn't really mean much no. because he is trying to get his message out and not get killed in the process and not get killed i know this is a very off topic right now but i think it is a great opportunity to remind everyone to yeah. keep posting keep talking about it i know right now especially like people are burnt out yeah, I, fatigue is yeah. real i can only speak for myself like yeah i i do feel like lately i have been burnt out and there is a, like this this guilt where I feel like I could be posting more I could be talking more about it and and you want to be smart about it where you're not being shadow bound yeah. because you know when you constantly are posting about Palestine they shadow ban you and your views are a lot lower so my you have to... views are more than half what they used to be yeah, because I same. posted so much yeah and that's okay I'm gonna keep posting but I'm gonna be smart about it now all right okay, so yeah <laughs> why do I know I feel like I know what you're gonna talk about guys I want to talk about something. We're ending with a big bang. We're ending with the biggest bang. Recently, and by recently I mean yesterday, I stumbled upon a little thing called the list. She calls me yesterday. She's like, you have to see this list. Did you hear about the list? There is this list and that's all she could talk about. Okay, tell them what the list is. The list is basically a list created by a girl called Melek who recently got engaged. And this list has the names and the details of the 150 most eligible bachelors of Egypt. And why this is important. She is doing God's work. Melek. Melek is for you, the girls. You <laughs> really, truly are for the girls. You are doing the girls a huge favor. No, but what's cool is that she spent five years of her life. So she started when she was 23 up to now when she's 28, compiling a list by hacking into people's phones. Tell us how she broke down the list. So she broke it down by, obviously she says boy age, and then she has cute hot meh, where she rates men as cute, hot, or meh. She has old money, new money, and this girl is so specific. She goes two generations, six generations, seven Insane. generations. That's 150 people she knows how rich they are generationally she knows the generation wealth number who who knows this this is so much time invested in this list no no hold on she deserves a prize she really she deserves a double prize for this so hold on she says she has like the fuck boy list so if he's not a fuck boy no if he's a fuck boy yes she has summers in europe also as a category and then key attribute guys this is the funniest thing sometimes the people's um key attributes are cash Fun slash decent. No, Average. Some of them cash, cash, cash. I'm assuming cash, cash. Cash, is cash like... means he's like really rich, but not billionaire. She has one billionaire. She has funny. She has cash tall. 
It's just family name. So like someone's key attribute being their family name. I'm sorry. If your key attribute is your family name, that's their worst attribute. That's horrible. Cash that's so sad. sounds like my dream man. <laughs> <laughs> the next category is girls. And within girls, she has exes, fiance, wives, hookups, flings, etc. Etc. And then she even she has... She literally has the names of the exes, flings, guys, or girls. Guys, she has the number of girls he's currently talking to. Do you understand how crazy it is to know this information? Wait, some guy has... Eight? We got, sir, how do you have time? streets. <laughs> how are you a CEO and like... What, what does he do? do? What does he do? He's a, a, he's a managing you partner. No, you're not. You're not managing anything. You're managing these women you're talking to. It's giving nepotism. What's the next one? The next one is job. One of them's job is lol. She wrote LOL. Some places... She left blank. For her to not leave a blank and write LOL on your job, sir, you need to reevaluate everything. And then, this is my favorite category, I'm not gonna lie. Can I wake up next to that face every day? When you go down, she gives you the tips. Tip number one, they just want food and silence most of the time. Can we do like a list of eligible bachelors and bachelorettes? <laughs> yes, who are the girlies? <laughs> but I'm not you doing this and me be like, who are they? <laughs> like, could not be more offensive. All right. Well, you guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We are going to end it because we're losing sunlight. Yeah, and we're losing our minds. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. We're going to be back in the studio with a special surprise. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, leave a review. If it's on five stars, do not leave a review. Do all the things. Love you so much. Bye.